You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. All right, hello, and welcome back to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. I'm going to be your host for this evening. My name is Flynn, and I'm here with my fellow hosts, Kevin Reynolds. Hello. Andrew Hove Camp. How's it going? And Jacob Pretty. Hello. Uh, tonight, uh, I have decided to crack open a newer bottle that I just got uh, as a, a gift uh, from a brother of ours, some Ancient Ancient Age Ten Star. Uh, it's a, a, a cheaper bourbon. Uh, it's 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 uh, made by Buffalo Trace. I know that. Um, it's fine. Uh, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews on it, but I, I would I would classify it as. Uh, above Jim Beam white label quite a bit, but about the same price, which is good. Hope Camp, what are you and drinking? Flynn, you did not stutter. It is ancient, ancient age. Yes, it is two A's. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually three A's. Ancient, ancient age, 10 star. Yeah. When ancient does not accurately describe how old your bourbon is. <laughs> it's actually apparently like three years old, so... <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. The recipe is ancient. (laughs) Hope Camp, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a little bullet this evening. Um, I had poured a little glass of Buffalo Trace with dinner, and I thought, we've already done that one. I'm going to drink bullet tonight. I think that's a newer one. So a little glass of that. K Ray, what do you got for us? I am having Russell's Reserve the 10 year, uh, Mm. and it is phenomenal. Uh, A fantastic bourbon. Love it. Under $40. It is very, very good. Very good. Pretty. I'm drinking a classic glass of Larceny. Uh, just cracked open the fresh bottle myself. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a deep flavored bourbon in my opinion. Um, not my favorite, but not my least favorite. Proud to have successfully opened a bottle of bourbon by yourself is what I heard. Um, yep. Yep. I believe, I believe that is bottled and bond pretty as well. Yep. <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah, Jacob. Jacob is like, I have no clue what that means. Uh, and, I, and I think I would I would definitely be rather drinking anything else that you all are drinking than what I'm drinking. You know what I'm drinking is fine. Uh, but but when you were describing what what you're, you know, Russell Reserve is is one of my favorites. Bullets, my favorite uh, middle tier bourbon. Uh, Larceny's fine. But, uh, you know. I'd still I don't I don't know. Than... You don't have to punish yourself after COVID like you can you can drink a good bourbon. Or during COVID, <laughs> yeah. He's I'm trying to. He's can... trying to not waste his uh, his taste buds on good bourbon right now. Oh, by yeah. That. I mean, I can taste. I just can't smell. So, I mean, smell is what like sixty percent of taste or whatever they say. Uh, I can tell yes, you, Flynn. that is a fact. No, sixty percent. <laughs> At least sixty percent, I'd say. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so uh, tonight we have uh, a few new things on the table for us to discuss. Uh, we're going to get into this first segment called Nerd Debate. Nerd Debate. Uh, where, where we're each going to bring... Nerd Debate. Nerd Debate. We're each going to bring uh, a topic for us to, to briefly discuss. Um, and so each member is going to bring some type of topic. Then we, uh, the other three are going to discuss it. Uh, and then uh, the person that brought the topic to the table decides who won the debate. Uh, so, Jacob, why don't you get us started? Nerd Debate. All right, so uh, listeners, since this is a new topic, um, I was actually um, 
you know, I, I've been watching a lot of Disney Plus recently because uh, obviously I don't have cable. Who does have cable anymore these days? Um, and I was watching Disney Plus and, you know, watching some of these old uh, shows that uh, I used to watch as a kid. And I was thinking um, mostly because they announced that they were bringing back old episodes of The Muppet Show on a Disney Plus, And I was thinking, oh, man. That was great. I remember watching that. But then I started thinking, oh, but I also watched a lot of like Cartoon Network, Ed, Ed and Eddie, and then Nickelodeon, you know, SpongeBob SquarePants and Doug, also Disney, but also Nickelodeon. So my nerd debate question that I pose to each of you is who or sorry, which network had the best uh, set of kids shows for your youth? Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, pretty- Disney. Correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the things on Disney Plus are things that Disney now owns, but were on other networks when they initially aired. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's totally true. But that's what kind of sparked my interest of like remembering, oh, this is on Nickelodeon. I remember. I mean. But you yeah, want that, that to count where it originally aired, correct? Oh, yeah. Where it okay. originally aired. Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney. Who had the best? I think this is an easy one for me. I'm going to go ahead right away and say Nickelodeon was absolutely the best for kid shows. Um, I think Rocket Power was Nickelodeon, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rocket Power Woody really Woody. is the pinnacle of, of, you know, when I was growing up, I thought that was the best kids cartoon show. And then if you bring in, you know, every kid ever wanted to climb the aggro crag in, you know, and, and thinking about some of those, um, you Legends know, guts, of Legends of the Hidden Temple, um, uh, Dare, Double Dare? Double Dare, Double Dare. Yeah, figure it these out. Were, these were just phenomenal Summer shows, Sanders, man. And um, and and I, I really, I, I could, I could take or leave the other two uh, if I had Nickelodeon. I'm set. I think, uh, I think this is an easy one for me too because when I'm thinking about which cartoons I watched or what I really remember from my childhood, it's literally Nickelodeon. Hi there, face here. Like that is that's what I watched <laughs> when I was a kid all day. Um, Eliza, was that, wait, was that Nick Jr.? It was Nick Jr. It is absolutely Nick Jr. The face. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, but Wild Thornberries, Doug, um, to throw in, um, just just Angry Beavers. I mean, Cat Dog is bad, but also that's a it's good bad show. I think. I think that's uh, you, got, yeah. you got Rocco's Modern Cat Life. All good. the like all the like adult shows that people try to bring back. Those are just Nickelodeon shows that they did. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, Monsters. I loved. I loved basically every show Nickelodeon put out. I would watch. Yeah, I was gonna say I named I named my turtle Filbert after the character from Rocco's <laughs> Modern Life. That was a phenomenal show. Uh, absolutely. I don't think I can name nearly as many from the other networks. Yeah, and you know, I I grew up and we uh, we actually didn't have Cartoon Network um, on Limestone Cable Cablevision, oh uh, which is what we had. Wait, hold um, on, Limestone Cablevision? Yeah, it's in Maysville. Yeah. They watched television, but it was just chalk on limestone walls. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was called Limestone Cablevision. They actually have a monopoly in Maysville, um, which means their internet is also terrible. So does the um, restaurant in Maysville. Like everything's hey, a monopoly. Hey, we have in multiple restaurants. Town. We have like two. <laughs> bars but they're yeah uh but so we i mean every time we went to like a hotel i wanted to watch cartoon network and like i liked ed ed and eddie but you know it that's not that's not enough to bring it above nickelodeon i love cat dog growing up uh but i really love nick at night growing up Mm. too i was a huge i love lucy fan and so uh the nick at night uh 
really catapults Nickelodeon above them all. So it has amazing shows that you've all mentioned. But that Nick at Night that that brought us back to what our our parents watched. Nostalgia. Uh, and so yeah, nostalgia. But it wasn't yeah. nostalgia for us. It was compl- it was watching it new. Like mm. you know, I, I watched Cheers as a kid, and you know, I didn't That's understand uh, the alcoholism involved with it. But um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's it's. That's what I think sets it apart is that Nick at Night that really brought the the, the eras together. Nick at Night. I love that our first our first ever nerd debate we chose it was to go not with a pretty, debate. and we all agreed on the same stance. I, I wanted so, I want to take Devil's clear. Advocate, but like the I know Cartoon Network had like Johnny Bravo, Ed, Ed and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I just didn't watch them. I just okay. other people did. I have no idea how great That's they fair. are. Disney had Recess, which was a good one. Recess is good. Um, you know, Goof Troop and Darkwing Duck. Like those were those Darkwing were solids. Duck. But I mean, I mean, but they don't, they don't overtake. Maybe, maybe Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh I don't. It's just yeah. I was on Nickelodeon. Think, and gargoyles, think, gargoyles, y'all. I think Disney had oh, better I loved gargoyles. That's right. I, I would take Disney in the debate of best theme songs for kids shows. Um, uh, but I don't know that I can say in any way that that Nick at Night. Where was Nick Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain? Uh, WB. So which totally, it's uh, now wasn't, on wasn't Hulu. In this debate. Okay. Animaniacs is now uh, been revamped on Hulu. Really good. Check it out, everyone. It's really good. Uh, okay, so since this wasn't a debate, I'm gonna quickly pivot and do a follow up question. Then, what is the best Nickelodeon cartoon show from your youth? Rocket Power. I personally have the fondest memories of the wild thornberries. Respect. I'm going to have to agree with Kevin. Rocket power was, was amazing. I mean, it was basically perfect. Um, uh, the episode when Tony Hawk shows up, right? I tried to go back and watch angry beavers one time. Mm. Uh, and that ruined it for me because yeah, you know, it was bad. I think I did um, that with you and I, <laughs> It's it was not great. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that would have been up there as well. Uh, but because of that recent in the last 10 years experience, I'm going to have to go with uh, rock power. OK, well, so this turned out way less epic than I thought, because I'm not really deciding any debates. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, um, you eased us in. Yeah, I'm easing us in. So first off, uh, Cartoon Network had the best uh, or the funniest shows. So you all are all wrong, all wrong. But Nickelodeon wise, uh, yeah, Kevin wins the debate if there's a debate because Rocket Power was the best show on Nickelodeon at the time. What about Ren and Stimpy? I know. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. No, that was was the worst show. I mean. New topic, Huff Camp. Yeah, new topic. let's <laughs> new right. nerd debate. Okay, so <laughs> maybe it's an actual much, debate now. Much <laughs> like we all agree. <laughs> much like what Pretty was doing, I was perusing Disney Plus, and basically, I've been watching The Mandalorian, and it did exactly what I didn't want it to do, which was make me want to watch all of the cartoons that I didn't want to watch. So I wanted to enhance my my enjoyment of it. A great show. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch the Clone Wars. I'm going to watch Rebels. I'm going to watch all this stuff and. Um, for better or worse, I'm almost done with Rebels, so um, I've watched a lot of Star Wars recently. And you get to know these characters a little bit more, but I was starting to think, because in these shows, there's everything's a stalemate all the time because these characters can't die because the movies have their, their beginning and ending arcs. But uh, I, I started to try to think, who in the hell would win? 
Like, who's the best? Who is the one that would, if you have a bracket and all of the force users are in it and it's only one-on-one contests, who you who you picking to win it all? Because I, I sit there and think, and even at the end of Return of the Jedi alone, Luke beats Vader, Vader kills Palpatine, Palpatine beats Luke. I mean, there's a rock, paper, scissors right there, and that doesn't even cover Obi-Wan, Yoda, um, anybody else. I mean, Count Dooku wins and dies and loses, and Mace Windu wins. Um, so I want to limit it. You can't pick Prime Yoda because we don't know what that looks like. He's, he's 850 years old at the start, so that's the Yoda you get to pick if you want that. But I want to know who you got in your bracket of one-on-one Force users. Like, who's the best Jedi? Who are you picking to win this tournament of Force users? Not the best Jedi. You can pick Palpatine. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. But who do you got? And uh, uh, Flynn, I, rec- I feel like Flynn, I feel like you're going to have the worst answer, so I'm going to let you kick it off. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, I want to go last. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I think uh, pure pure power, um, I think, has to go to Darth Vader. However, um, if we're going... Uh, someone who has not mastered their emotions and, and can get uh, overly angry, but at the same time is extremely powerful. I think Kylo Ren uh, would probably be my pick. Interesting. Whoa. Interesting. Oh, 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 oh. So um, this is tough for me because yeah. I, I, um, I haven't seen any of the animated Star Wars and I really don't want to. I think that's um, fine. I wouldn't, I'm a bit of a there's nothing there. in it that would really change your opinion. It just got me thinking. Yeah, I you know, my favorite Jedi character of all is Qui Gon. Uh, Qui Gon Jinn, with the least amount of screen time, had the largest impact for me of any Jedi, and I loved the character. Um, but he he wasn't great in combat, as we saw um, yeah. towards the in the only film that he was in. So I'm not going to choose him for this, but it'd I just be, wanted to show hard, him some it'd love. It'd be hard to choose him over Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, it, it would, it would. So, you know, I just wanted to show him some love there. So, um, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Yoda. I'll take, I'll take episode one, age Yoda. Um, I think he's probably still the most, um, you know, in control over the force. Uh, when we get to see him battle it out with a lightsaber, he's a boss. Um, and I also think it's great for, you know, undersized individuals to have somebody to look up to. So I'm going uh, to throw... You mean look, look next to? <laughs> I'm going to throw a little devil's advocate to you here, Kevin. Uh, basically, he fights Dooku to a draw and then loses to Palpatine. Uh, any any retorts? No, no. Are you? No, okay. I'm there. Everyone can lose on occasion. Uh, everyone yes. did. Pretty overanalyzed the so, hell out of that's one. That's why I think this is a great debate because the, everyone you could argue has lost to one of the other characters. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that is true. Um, so uh, objectively, you are both wrong because, <laughs> as the resident Star Wars expert of this group, <laughs> the the actual correct answer here um, might surprise you all. Uh, Luke Skywalker is and forever will be my hero. And who I aspire I to be in life. Pick. This is going to be bull. However, <laughs> this is going to be some bull. Obi Wan Kenobi is oh, by far the best. Okay, that's fine. Force okay. user. 
I thought you were going to pick Ray. <laughs> oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? Okay, time out. No, I, I, might have, I might, have, might have picked Ray if I did not watch Rise of Skywalker. Like, if I just knew Ray from, like, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, I might have gone that route just with the opportunity. I think there's but a large no, percentage of, of the fan base just, that boom. does wish that no one had watched the last Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyways, Obi-Wan Kenobi is my choice. Uh, several reasons. One, um, having watched all of the animated series, uh, Hove Camp, I won't spoil things for you if you haven't he gotten there yet. eviscerates Darth Maul. I just watched it today. Yes. I mean, okay. it is not even a fight. I thought they were good. Like, they, nope. do, they do lightsaber fights all the time. He, it's just like they, built, they, they stare longer than they fight. It's, in, it's oh, insane yeah. how quickly well, he does it. And yes, and the reason being is because Obi-Wan is the smartest of all Jedi in the sense of he manipulates his form and his technique to overcome his enemy and to beat his enemy. He did it against Anakin because you'll notice that he shifts his form from form four, which is a more defensive stance, to form five, which is Anakin's, the attacking stance where he's primarily swinging from above the head. Hence why he stalemates Anakin and he just basically ends up defeating him. Also, why he beats him with the high ground comment. When does he stalemate Anakin? In the episode three. Uh, episode three. Revenge okay. of the Sith. Okay. Yep. He stalemates him because he knew he wasn't going to outpower Anakin, but he knew he could outlast him. Anyways, uh, yeah, he did the same thing to Darth Maul. He shifted from form four to actually Qui-Gon's form. Shout out, Kevin. So there you go. Props to you. And then it, just the fact that he he is an all-wise and knowing mentor, uh, arguably a better mentor to Luke than Yoda was and a better teacher than Yoda was. Um, so Obi-Wan Kenobi has my vote, hands down. Uh, I think that... I can't wait to see this Kenobi series that comes out with uh, Ewan McGregor starring in it. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, there's no other answer. Obi-Wan Kenobi is the best. I want so badly for Hubcamp to choose someone that isn't pretty to have won this debate. It would be <laughs> just perfect. The, the biggest thing that I think Obi-Wan has going for him is that the only one that he defended it, the only fight he definitively loses, he does it on purpose. Like he absolutely lets Vader kill him. I yes. think he could have – I don't know that he could have won that fight, but I think he could have gotten out of there even. Um, but yep. he acts, he lets himself lose because he knows more stuff. Um, I'm going to let Kevin and or Flynn uh, have last word here though because you laid out a lot of better arguments. So I would like Facts. them to retort if they would like. Yoda's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> and Kylo Ren's a <laughs> We made, it four, we made it four episodes in uh, with this intent to not curse on this show, and Flynn just threw that out the window in this entire <laughs> Flynn, episode. as soon as I mentioned Star Wars, it was, I mean, we got four or five cuss words out of Flynn somehow. Yeah, uh, it's, he, it's not even the topic he's most passionate about, but um, I think Pretty wins, uh, not because he picked out stances. Ooh. I just think that his argument actually <laughs> was an argument as opposed to, I like Yoda. And I'm going to go with Kylo because he's a little emo. <laughs> I, I just want to say that I do feel like both Flynn and Kevin kind of knew going into this. They're like, we're not going to beat pretty. So we're just going to pick our favorite and just yeah. tell why. Well, I do think that, that we could have had a more spirited debate. They could have laid out more facts. Flynn probably doesn't know him. He's probably only seen all the movies once. And that was when he was like eight. <laughs> 
But uh. <laughs> yeah, if, if people are listening to this, you should know we don't know what these debate topics are prior to the person bringing them up. So this is no prep um, at all. Uh, so that's prep. important. To, it's important to consider. We know the genre, uh, but not the but not the actual not the question. Question. Yeah. However, so. I did see Star Wars, and I was like, "Oh, Jacob put that in the show sheet." No, Hove Camp did, and then I immediately realized, "Oh, Jacob will win the debate." So <laughs> I, well, it doesn't matter what I'm going to well, say. I think I think we all sort of have our expertise things, and I don't want Pretty to be the judge for all the Star Wars. No one's ever going to live up to that expectation. I want his opinion on Star Wars because I think that's more enlightening for anybody that actually cares. Sure, sure. But right, um, Flynn. Flynn, Flynn, make us debate. I want to get in on All this. All right, so I have chosen the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and so so when I was thinking about what, what we can do uh, for for Marvel, um, I, I thought back to Thor Ragnarok. And, and when Thor gets in the Quinjet, when he gets in uh, trying to fly away from Sakaar, he, uh, he, he tries to log into the Quinjet, and he's like, strongest Avenger. And, he, and the guy's like, no. That's that's not you. And he's like strongest Avenger, and that's it's not him. Because then he says point break, uh, and it lets him in uh, because Tony Stark um, is funny like that. Um, that's a reference that I didn't get, uh, <laughs> but you know I I, 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 I understand the reference. You know now. Um, so, Wait, when did you watch uh, Point Break between Ragnarok? I've never and, seen. Oh, God. No, I've never seen Point Break. Uh, <laughs> so you still don't get so, the reference. No, I still don't get the reference. Um, so. So that got me thinking, um, you know, they're, they're every one of the Avengers is, is strong except for Hawkeye. Um, and so, you know, if you think about all of the Avengers as if it were, um, you know, a schoolyard pick them, who would get last? Who would get picked last? Are we that is my question except to you. For Hawkeye? Yeah, yeah, yeah except for Hawkeye. Hawkeye is clearly last. But except for Hawkeye, who would get chosen last? I have a question. Are we using the you're using specifically the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters, so not their comic book pieces. Uh yeah, I've never read the comic books. So Hawkeye in the comics is much more cool than Hawkeye. Yeah, in no, I'm I'm the, I'm, the the cinematic universe. Okay, is I'm there. I'm, I'm there. Can I ask a follow-up question? Sure. Are we just using Avengers that have been like any of anyone that's been in any of the movies through Endgame, or just who showed up at the end of Endgame? You can also add in the the characters who died along the way. But who okay. who would have fought against Thanos at the end of Endgame in that epic battle if they had not perished? Okay, I'm going with Mantis. Mantis. I was, oh, I was absolutely going to go with Mantis. <laughs> Mantis. Mantis is, a, Mantis is a completely useless character other than she's there to provide additional comic relief uh, with Drax, so I would go with Mantis for sure. What is what is the schoolyard game? Is it just like, are we just are we brawling? Is it, a, is it Red Rover? We're playing football? <laughs> Too technical. It's a, it's a fight. Okay. I'm yeah. going Captain America. Wow. Captain America gets last. Here's the reason. Here's the reason. Because he's a captain, so if he is not one of the captains picking the team, he's going to do everything except, like, he's going to want to do it his own way. He's not going to be, I mean, he is a team player, but he's a team player when he's calling the shots. Just saying. Everyone who, I okay, you cannot tell me that if Black Widow and well, okay, let's take Black Widow. You can't tell me that if uh, uh, Star Lord 
and if uh, Doctor Strange are the two captains picking teams, that either one of them is going to be like, I want Cap. Both of them are going to be like, eh, he's going to undermine my ideas and just kind of, you know, do whatever. He, he's going to take charge. No. Captain America. He's you worry about last. team dynamics in this yep. one argument. You can choose <laughs> any character. You could choose Howard the Duck, and you went with <laughs> Captain America, who's one of the best characters and the most useful in the fight. You just followed up one of the best arguments <laughs> laid out for a Star Wars character with the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard about I, an MCU character. How can't save this? I I want to. I'm gonna. I want. I kind of want to go with Suri, but I feel like she is almost too minor and not supposed to be a fighter. She's she's just something else to this show uh, or to the movies. So I will go with Falcon. I think he is unimpressive, loses to Ant-Man, and like an untrained Ant-Man. And um, other than his ability to be in the air, I think he doesn't bring much. I think he will get stomped by everybody else. I will 100% take Black Widow over him. And I shouldn't take Black Widow over someone that is a supercharged person or has all the Black Widow. Black Widow herself is a supercharged person. It's never like directly acknowledged, but she more or less is a super. She's got like a lesser version of Captain's super human serum. Okay. Is that mentioned in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because we're talking about Marvel Cinematic Uh, Universe. It is in the new Black Widow movie that, that has, has not been, been released. And fun you know, uh, that's a fun because fact. That's a Jacob. <laughs> You've never seen it. Mar- From what we know, she's just a very well-trained assassin, and she should not be able to beat a a man with wings and all of this weaponry and all of the tech in the world, and sh- she would absolutely destroy him. I disagree. All I, right, Flynn. Mm, I, Flynn, who, so, who, who won? <laughs> Pretty's arguments uh, are invalid it, from this point it's forward. It's Kevin. So. Um, <laughs> Kevin wins. He just uh, said Mantis is faster than everybody Mantis. else. Yeah, goes, Mantis, Mantis is, is... She's the worst. That's his argument. How's yeah, that argument? She's the worst. Uh, she does provide some... You know, like when you're playing D and D, and you have that one character that provides one here's, here's specific you know skill. Give me. Give, and here's one thing. Here's one thing. She froze the Thanos with. Three or with four Infinity Stones froze him for over a minute. That's true, but that's her Falcon, one. Falcon thing. did nothing, even a little. Bit. Her one thing can freeze the most powerful being in the universe for a minute. That's pretty good in a fight. And in fact, it they, I mean, I'm just saying Falcon is less effective than that. He already chose yeah, I'm ta- me. I'm still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still taking Falcon over her. That's a huge Whoa. mistake. She'll just put him to sleep. She'll jigglypuff the hell out of him right off the bench, right off the cliff. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, you're up. <laughs> For the guy who never played Pokemon growing up, That's kudos, so props to you, okay. I, I played Smash Brothers. <laughs> Poorly, it turns out, but I played it. She'll jiggly puff it. That's my favorite thing ever. Um, all right, so for the last topic for nerd debate tonight, I you know you might not know this about me, but I love the Spider-Man comics. I'm a huge fan. I've probably read most of them. Um, you know, not not the one-offs, but really the original storylines, the original characters. And so, when I remember watching um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies come to theaters, uh, I, this was just like the greatest day ever. Um, I then since watched the Amazing Spider-Man uh, movies one and two, and then have watched obviously the first two, um, Far From Home and Homecoming in the MCU. And here's what I want to know: 
when you think about the three different adaptations of the character, there are huge positives and huge negatives to all three, in my opinion. So what I want to know is, given all the movies we have now, if there were never, if there was never another Spider-Man movie made again, I need you to eliminate one franchise of the three. Ooh. So can I eliminate Andrew Garfield? You can eliminate the Amazing Spider-Mans if you want. Yes, I will. I will eliminate that one. Okay, make your case. Uh, <laughs> Which apparently you don't this have to do to win. Ever. Just say it's the yeah, worst. Worst debate ever. <laughs> it's the worst. The end. <laughs> no, I mean the the movie was fine, um, and I'm and I'm not. I have not read the the comic books, but the the one movie. Uh, that was made with him was was just okay. Uh, whereas Tobey Maguire, uh, the the first the, at least the first two were very good. Uh, the third one kind of goes off the rails and and wasn't very good. And then the Tom Holland one has been adapted to the MCU, which adds more depth to the character. Um, and so those two um, have really taken the character where it needed to be. However, the Andrew Garfield movie was just a standalone and Flynn, you know there are that. there are two. Yeah, Andrew there's Garfield two. Was in two. Uh, are there I, two? Yeah, I, yeah. I love that yeah. Flynn not knowing Amazing about movies. Oh my god. Fine. I've only seen one of them. I thought one he only played it once. Oh okay. man. Cool. Jamie oh, Foxx is the villain in the second one. Oh my god. Pretty. Maybe I have seen it. Pretty where yet. Uh ooh. So this is real tough for me because um uh, yeah, back in my argument of earlier, the the trilogy thing, like the third Spider Man, killed it a bit for me. But I don't know. I really love that the Sam Raimi Spider Man defined or redefined the superhero genre as a whole, like for movies, and made him like serious and awesome. Uh, you know, kind of pulled us back from the Batman and Robin thing. Ah. God. But it's problematic for Spider Man. It is. For Spider Man mm-hmm. fans, there are some things in that movie franchise that just didn't need to be there. I mean, one of the things is. Well, you don't, is, you don't need to go. You're moderating, and I haven't gone okay. yet. We'll get no. to some okay. things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's. I, I literally. This is tough because I, I feel like I can't say the MCU one because Tom Holland, in my opinion, does the best at embodying the cool factors of Peter Parker and the nerdy factors of Peter Parker into one, which is great. So I'm going to also say the Amazing Spider Man series. Uh, however, I'm going to give some legit arguments as to why uh, instead <laughs> like of just saying from two <laughs> movies. <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield, great, but he's just too cool. He's too cool of a Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker is supposed to be kind of like a little bit of a of an outsider um, or an, an outcast within the school. But it, we were supposed to think that Andrew Garfield was an outsider because he skateboards. And to me, that's like uh, a lot of cool people skateboard. Um, but the other big problematic thing for me was the fact that while, yes, I appreciate that they stuck to the original, uh, you know, he doesn't have all the crazy spiders, like he develops his own web shooter tech, that's great. The, the problem for me is it, we took a real hard dive into trying to build this world with, like, the, the potential Sinister Six movie that then just kind of canned. And I felt like the dynamic between um, Harry Osborn and Peter Parker was not established in that first one at all. We do kind of get him with, uh, what's his name, Dahan, um, playing 
uh, Harry Osborn, it, but it just still felt like this animosity. It didn't feel like the Peter Parker, Harry Osborn best friend. Oh, then pivot your, you and your father are like my arch nemesis. We didn't get that. So to me, it, it's a good thing that they rebooted because it was like once amazing Spider-Man two happened, I was like, this can't go anywhere. It, there is no up. There is no bringing this back. Like, this kind of tanked it further down than the third Spider-Man of the Sam Raimi did. So I'm going to say the amazing Spider-Man series needs to go out. Hove? Goodbye. I will I will get rid of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Um, nice. Partially because I think Tobey Maguire is, while I think he's gotten, it's aged a little bit better, I think he was maligned for a reason as the Spider-Man. Um, he... The third one's bad. We don't need to live on that, but it does matter. 30, if 33% of the movies are bad, that matters. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, Gwen Stacy's death, I think, is is awesome. Not so much that she dies, but like in, in keeping <laughs> true to the comics, they did a much better Very job true. with that. Yeah, Andrew Garfield's web shooters being designed really, I think, illustrates how much smarter he was than um, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man gets credit for. Um so I think Tobey Maguire's was just like, oh, I got bit by a spider, and now I'm no longer a nerd. Um, so that's cool um, as well. But I think one of the things that, that really frustrates me about the original one is that, that the, the, the villains are better, but the movies aren't as good. I think that Doc Ock and, and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin are phenomenal. But I think that The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 are better movies, and that... I don't know. You just kind of lose a lot of frustration. There's a lot of frustration, I think, when you watch those those first three, which might be because there was never there's nothing to base it on. This was the first thing was ever done, um, but it, it, they improved upon it. And I think if Amazing Spider-Man one and two were first, you'd be raving about how amazing that is and how much better it was than the the three. Can I make one more point? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing why Amazing Spider-Man sucks. Um, there is no J. Jonah Jameson played by J.K. Simmons. That's that's the thing. There it is. That's it. You know, that is true. Not a great point, but it is true. So, I, you know, here's my issue is I think when you think about Spider-Man realists, if you were to take the Spider-Man films as standalone, right, which are the best Spider-Man films, the MCU loses 10 times over. Um, yes. They, they aren't really Spider-Man films. They're just sequels to Iron Man uh, and, and, you know, builds up to, to, you know, or sequel prequels to Civil War. I've I've just got some concerns with it because um, almost none of it is comic book true. They're doing taking so many liberties with characters. So, but I'm not surprised neither one of you chose them because, you know, if you're just thinking, do I like these movies? Of of course the, you do. My biggest reason for not picking that one is because I think for the first time in all of them, they cast an actual teenager to play a teenager. Um, Andrew Garfield's too old. Tobey Maguire was too old. That no one in those movies looks like they're in high school. Tom Holland at least can pass as a high schooler and that mattered a lot to me all right kevin yeah i I can i can understand that piece so here's what i'm gonna say uh huffcamp wins and but (laughs) i think i think pretty made some decent arguments but uh huffcamp wins because the the choice to have him have the the webs come out of his arms is one that i will never forgive as a (laughs) spider-man uh truest so that's where i'm at and that closes nerd debate can't wait for that uh spider universe multiverse sequel coming out i think i'm gonna hate it i hope i don't but i think i'm gonna hate it i am very excited for it i am too 
They're going to try to do what the cartoon did, though, and just not get anywhere close. And it's going to be still great. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the next thing. What are we talking nice, about next? Nice, nice debates, guys. Nice debates. Uh, so the next segment we have coming up uh, is called I Understand That Reference. Um, and that's not that's not something I say a lot. Um, usually references go over my head. Uh, you know, I love the show Psych, but I know that they make references to things that I don't <laughs> understand at all. Uh, and so, Kevin, why don't you explain how this is going to work? Movie references that Flynn won't understand. Sure. Well, it has has been has been illustrated several times tonight already by Flynn. He hasn't seen most movies, um, and so we're going to start. <laughs> and the three of us have each taken a movie reference or quote, um, and we've prepared them. Each of us has three. Um, we're going to give each of them to Flynn uh, in a round robin. So I'll go Huff Camp and then Pretty, and then we'll start over. Um, and we'll, he will either get it right by naming the film or get it wrong by, by naming something incorrect um, or just passing. There are nine. Um, to start, Flynn will make a prediction of the nine, how many he thinks uh, he's going to get. And then uh, Huff Camp and Pretty and I will do a... Uh, an over-under prediction on whether or not he's going to score more than that or less than that. Uh, and the prize is that you get to continue drinking bourbon and we move on with the podcast. So Flynn, of the nine, how many do you think you're going to get? I put the over-under at four. Make it make it four and a half or three and a half. Uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> four and a half? I'm taking the under. He's gonna get. He's gonna get. At, he might no, get four. Uh, I think he's gonna get three. I'm no way he gets. Under. No way he gets fifty percent of these under. No, not at all. Well, if you chose movies that I've never seen, that's I mean, or we've, new, uh, movies that nobody's ever we've, seen. No, we've, yeah, we've all chosen movies that you, a reasonable person, has seen. Yeah, it's a it's the the person. general movie okay. fan would know these references. The three of okay. us have all seen all these movies. I'm going to have to be that guy and take the over, but I'm not confident. <laughs> what if I set it at three and a half? What, what, what would you all do at three and a half? Oh, it's tough. I'm still and not half. confident. Moving the line is better. I will. Move, okay, I'll move the line to three and a half then. I'm sticking under. I'm staying at under. I think you'll get three. Uh, I I'll guess set it at three and a half. I'm taking the over. I'm going to I'm gonna be weird on this. I'm going to say he pushes. He gets three. And he can't quite name the movie, but he's seen it, and he can describe characters and things in that movie, but he has no idea exactly what it is, because it's been a while. It's my or segment. Or if I, if I, it, okay, fine. And, that get, and I'll I'll give him, I will give him one half of a point for that, and he will push. I will allow it. All right, I'm coming at you with the first reference, Flynn. Are you ready? Okay, sure. All right, this, is a, this is a two-liner. One character says the first line, the next character says the second. Here we go. You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam. You bob for apples in the toilet, and you like it. Anchorman. Incorrect. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to get that one. Whoa, whoa. Should we just leave him in suspense? Like, we oh, need yeah, to no. know what he we'll never keep bringing him up. what it is. We'll just keep bringing him up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was from The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Yeah, I've never seen The Sandlot. I knew he's never seen yeah, The Sandlot. Yeah. Um, while I won't do an, an accurate impersonation, Flynn, I will try to convey the emotionality of the line a little bit for you. Um, and so my first one is, you can't handle the truth. 
so it's it's Jack Nicholas. I know or Jack Nicholson. Uh, however, yeah, you it's say the that. golfer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jack Nicholas, yeah, the actor, the Lakers fan. Um, it's the golfer. <laughs> is it Twelve Angry Men? I, yes. I think that's, that's, that's the half. That's the half right there. It is Jack Nicholson as Colonel Nathan R. Jessup in A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. That's, okay. yeah. yeah, I got a half there. there and I, watched, I know that that movie has played in your residence a lot because I that's, lived with you for a year. First of all, <laughs> I, I, that's not a half point. Second of all, uh, at some point on camp, we'll, we're going to have you. We're going to have you do the entire speech because I know that you can do it by heart. Uh, we're not, I'm a little we're not rusty, right now. And it, so it won't be tonight. I need to watch. Yeah, it not right now, times. but I know you can do it. All right, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty. Who you got? Or what all you right, got? here we go, Flynn. Nobody puts baby in the corner. That is Footloose. <laughs> You're so it is, bad at this. It's a dancing movie. It's a movie about dancing. I mean, he's not wrong. That's got to be a half point. No, that, that, that's a half that point. That is definitely not a yeah. half point. That is not a half point. I think the under was right. But uh, I think Kevin... It is not Kevin Bacon. No. <laughs> what is it? Dirty it's Patrick dancing. Swayze. Dirty, Dirty dancing. dancing. Okay. Same thing. Okay. <laughs> not at all. All right. Go ahead, Kevin. Here Next we go. One. Here we go. So he's got he's he's half a point for three. Is that what, what yeah. you're saying? Yes. Yeah, he's at, he's at one half of a point. Yeah, I totally disagree with that point. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. How do you like them apples? That's been said a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, because of this movie. <laughs> uh, the Goonies. No. Oh my God. No. It's Goodwill Hunting. It's Goodwill Hunting. I've seen Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, actually. I don't think you have. <laughs> yeah, I actually have. I saw it last year. It's a pretty prominent. I just don't know the reference. Okay. All right. A movie that you've seen in the last year <laughs> with a very famous reference. Like you've heard that line I so many times that, was the that when it, it when it comes on in the movie, you should go, "Oh, that's what that's from." <laughs> okay. Great. I, I, can't, um, I don't think there's any way he's getting this one, but maybe. Um, no. Funky butt loving. I'm so glad you chose this. That's such a good reference. <laughs> funky uh, butt loving? Did he just say a funky butt loving? Uh, a goofy movie. Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. A movie that, that like, eye to eye is the, the song where it's just like, let's just all, like, see eye to eye and be friends. Funky butt loving. It's, no, it's Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Rookie of the Year. You played baseball and we're young. <laughs> <laughs> the arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay. I think two I think uh, one and a half might have been a bit high for the over under pretty what do you yeah. got <laughs> this one um, uh, a reference on a reference but that'll do pig that'll do that's Shrek no 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 wait 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 that uh, wait a minute that might be a partial uh, point yeah I believe that quote is that'll do donkey that'll do yeah but yeah, that's he what is referencing this original that'll do pig that'll do Charlotte's Web. I don't know. <laughs> not bad. Close. Uh, yeah. That is from the 95 classic Babe, Babe. not to be confused okay, with Gordy. Uh, and also repeated in Zombieland. Fair. Yeah. So still 0.5 points earned today. I can still get three and a half. Sure. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you, have to, you have to ace this. <laughs> here we go. Not going to happen. This is so famous, but I'm so confident Flynn's not going to know it. I- I'll give you two points if you get this reference. Show me the money. Show me the money. 
I, I pass. See, I don't know. see if we see Kevin, what we should see, have done is never told yeah. him, and then all three of us could have chosen very famous lines from this movie, and he just would have kept missing it. You <laughs> complete me. You had me at hello. <laughs> It's Jerry Maguire. It? It's Jerry yeah, Maguire. I've never seen that. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Okay. Yep. okay. I know you have not seen this one, but it is Great. also like the movie and the line. So no excuses either. Uh, Rosebud. Shit's Creek. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Not even a movie. Not even a movie. <laughs> That's what I think of when I hear Rosebud because the motel. Yeah. Citizen no, Kane. Yeah. It is Citizen Kane. Um, arguably one of the best movies of all time. Arguably the best movie of all time. And the whole movie is literally about the word Rosebud and what it means. I have not seen that movie. Mm. Well, spoiler alert: okay. it's the kid's dog. Um, you know. I'm probably never going to watch it. So well, it's not, it's so just like, this is. Uh, oh my god! Flynn has very much underperformed. How did you? On this how did you oh, yeah. disappoint the lowest of expectations? But uh, anyways, the last one, um, this is just going to be uh, doubly funny, in my opinion, because I I agree. if I you agree. don't know this reference, then it kind of brings to question all kinds of things. Uh, oh, Captain, my Captain. That I have seen. <laughs> I'm just now trying to figure out what it's called. It is, so <clears throat> it's Robin Williams. He's a teacher. Um, See, this what's is what's this called a half called? point. This is yeah. half point. He stands on the chair, and um, this is what I was expecting him to do with. He did most <clears> of them. <throat> I was hoping so. Yeah, I've seen this. It's. Uh, <laughs> what's especially funny about this is I give Flynn a smidge to think. Uh, is that he is the winner of our fantasy football league and the loser of our fantasy football league if ever Flynn enters a room has to stand on a chair and say, oh, captain, my captain. And um, just Flynn has no idea why, apparently. (laughs) I do because I've seen the movie. (laughs) I can't think of the movie, though. Uh, That would be Dead Poet Society. You were correct. Robin Williams does play a teacher. I so knew the job. scene and I've seen it and yeah. So Kevin and they 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 like sneak off into uh, like a cave to read poems and the, poetry the over and stuff. Under, like I've seen yes. it recently. The over under was one and Flynn was under. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got two halves. He, I, he did get two halves. I think if we're giving, I think Dead Poet Society was a full half. And now that we have seen what a full half looks like, I'm gonna go back and retroactively give you point two five for a few good men. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He so wait, was... he ended with 0. 0.75? 0. 0.75. Yes. 0. 0.75. Yep. Under yep. the number one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fine. Whatever. All right. So we so either need 0. a new... five for nine. Yeah. <laughs> we either need a new segment or Flynn's got to watch some movies or something. You need to make it easier. That was hard. Oh, I, can't. I don't think we could have. I, don't, I think so you were the only one that wouldn't have gotten every single one of them. Yes. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. Next That's time, point, next right? time we should pit we should pit Flynn against one of us. So just two people give the references and just see how how it compares. <laughs> I go first every time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we'll see. Uh, 
Well, uh, that was thoroughly uh, awful. So um, that takes us to our our last thing for the evening. And so, um, Hofkamp, I know you told us that you had some stuff on your mind uh, that you would like to talk about home ownership potentially. What 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 would you like to share with the group? What's on your mind? I would like to call a complete audible from what you guys are thinking I would talk about. Um, cool. I was going to talk about moles destroying my yard. I think I killed the mole. It's, it is a fun story, but the rant has subsided. The anger has subsided a little bit. What I want to bring up, what's been on my mind for a while, I was talking to my cousin. We were having a little Zoom catch-up. He wanted to meet my girlfriend, all that good stuff. Um, he recently turned 40, and the, like, one of the first things he says to me is, did you have a part in this birthday present that I got? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So then he goes on to tell me, when he was 13, so it was like 27 years ago, he took a large dump. Thought he should immortalize this dump that he needed to remember it forever. Took a picture of it. But this was back in the day. He got it. He, it was on film. It was on his mom's camera, and the film had to be developed. So he forgot about it. Mom comes back, finds a picture of her son's poop in the camera roll. So his 40th birthday, there's like a bunch of poop emojis in the yard, and this poop is the theme of turning 40. So one of the presents from his mother is a framed picture of his own poop from when he was 13. Funny, haha, we get it, but there's more. And this is what's been on my mind for about a week and a half now. <laughs> she got him a book. Not everybody poops. That would have been funny. That's a classic. That's a classic. But a picture book like an actual photo album book like you you go to walgreens here's all the photos you wanted of poops it's she solicited my aunt solicited friends and family of my cousin to take pictures of their poops put them in a walgreens book with like cute little rhyming couplets underneath that allude to who they are but don't tell you who it is she still doesn't know who all is in this book it's like 20 poops (laughs) and you were left out I was left out, but I think I'm glad I was left out. Am I glad I was left out, or am I mad I wasn't included? What, I don't know what to do with this. Am I appalled? Am I, I think it's hilarious. I just, it's like 20 pictures of poops with poems. Poops and poems. Is it, and it's real poop. It's gross. My uncle was on radiation and took a picture of his, like, I'm on radiation cancer treatment poop, and it's in this book forever. Here's what I'll say about this. <laughs> I, think that it's, I think that it's strange for sure. Um, I would be offended if I wasn't asked to do it because I, I, my, the first place my mind goes to is how much grape soda I would consume just so that I would be <laughs> providing an entry that was just the brightest of green. Um, so if you don't know, uh, consuming copious amounts of grape soda turns your poop bright green. Um, so it's something to try, something to try. As does from the our college, uh, red drink and blue drink, which is just yeah. what we called yeah. it um, when you buy Couple it. Drink. It's literally called red drink and blue drink in Kroger's store. I don't even think they sell it anymore. Absolutely. Because it was a hmm. gallon of sugar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I am any other I am baffled. <laughs> I, I, it's, I, have, I haven't stopped thinking about it. <laughs> I am both speechless and have countless questions. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I've met most of your family. I kind of want to know, like, I mean, don't say their name, I will obviously. Not. But this will like, forever <laughs> remain to all of I, our listeners as my cousin and my aunt. <laughs> I I want to know who this is, but I no response. I no words. So I now, can't. I just yeah. you know now it's also on your all's mind. Like, I 
picture. It's a bunch of poop. Yeah. So anyway, what's on what's on someone else's mind? Well, now that is. Uh, <laughs> it's all I've been thinking about. I can see that. I can see why. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, I have, I, have, I have something on my mind. So same. Uh, so it was alluded to at the beginning of, of the episode that I, I currently have the COVID. Um, you know, it's it's it is what it is. It's it's not been that bad for me. Um, it's actually, you know, been not as bad for me as it was even for my wife. And, you know, she even had it pretty mild. Um but but when I was when I was watching, you know, her symptoms kind of uh, come to her over time, um, you know, she lost her taste and smell um, and she was describing what the feeling was. And she was like, you know, I just don't want to eat. You know, it, it sucks. I don't want to eat food and I, I don't want to you know, I can't smell anything. And so, you know, I, I am the cook and I, I make dinner all the time. And so she's like, you know, just give me whatever, because it doesn't matter at this point. Just give me something crunchy, maybe maybe spicy because she could uh, taste spice. And so the whole time I was like, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a stress eater. Uh, I, I, if I'm stressed out or, or getting down, I, I go to the, the cupboard for junk food, you know, Nutella, stuff like that. Um, and that's not good for my, uh, overly weighted frame. Um, and I've been trying to lose some weight too. And I was like, you know what, if I get, if I get, the COVID, um, you know, that will be one positive that comes out of it that I won't feel like eating junk food and I can, uh, you know, maybe lose a few pounds. Well, I, I get the COVID, um, about a week after she was, uh, diagnosed and I lose my, my, my smell, uh, but my taste never goes away. And the one thing I was like, okay, this will be f- fine. You know, I, I, I will, I, it'll suck. But at the same time, I might, you lose a few pounds. No, no, I'm still really fat. I might be the only person that gains weight while having COVID. Uh, and so that's, that's a little unfair for me. I don't know that's been on my mind lately because I'm fat. Well, you also run a lot and I assume you haven't been doing that while with COVID. I can't do that either because of my terrible back situation too. So yeah, so that's you know, probably a, contributing yeah. to, to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I, I think, uh, my response to that Flynn, yes. Uh, frustrating. Um, however, uh, the fact that you have lost the sense of smell, but not taste when we all know as fact that 60% of all taste is smell. At least. Yeah. Yes. So it's so weird. I can taste everything perfectly, but I cannot smell a thing. It's it's so so weird. I actually think that there are some things that I can't eat because of the smell, and I think that if I lost my sense of smell but kept my sense of taste, I could begin to start enjoy things like tuna. Like Chinese food. Yeah. Maybe even Chinese food. I don't want to risk it though. <laughs> I'm already sick. Anyways. Why why start vomiting? Uh, Kevin, you look like you have something on your mind now that you have another glass of bourbon in front of you. What is that? I'm going to sound like such a terrible person. I'm, I might not sound as weird as someone who does the, the poop photo book for a 40th birthday gift, but... Like, no, like my aunt did that. That's like a... She's about ready to get a vaccine type of age. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. it was... But I'm... So here's where I'm at, and and in the off chance that... that some of these people that I'll talk about are ever going to listen to this know that I, this isn't personal and I think you people are great. But I really, <laughs> I really don't like feeling obligated to buy gifts for people. Um, I, you know, I already hate Christmas. I, you know, I think, but, but when you have to give your 
mailman a Christmas present or your mail person a Christmas present uh, and you feel obligated to do so. It, it just it fills me with rage about, you know, we've lost the meaning for the season and all this stuff. And I recently was in a situation now that I have a son who's at daycare and it came time for for Christmas time and we get an email from the daycare and it was like if you want um, to know your teacher's Christmas lists, you know, let us know, or if you need their information. And I said to my wife, for what? Um, I pay them to <laughs> care for my child and hand them back to me at the end of the day. Does that earn them a Christmas present? Um, pay them a lot of money to do that, too. A, a ton of money. A ton That's of money. So much money. It is so much money. And so I talked to, to someone I work with who sends their child to the same daycare, and they said, yeah, I emailed back, and I said, well, let me know who watches my kid every day, because we haven't been able to go into the daycare since COVID happened. And she said, let me know, you know who works with them. And they sent four names. So this person that works with me went and bought four Christmas gifts for the people who care for her child. And I'm just like, what? you know, and I just, it just drives me insane why we feel the need to do that. I love giving gifts, you know, despite my issues with the Christmas season. I love giving gifts when... They're spontaneous. Like one of my favorite gifts I've given in the last year was I, I mailed Huff Camp a potato, um, and it was to say <laughs> congratulations on winning our fantasy football league. And he got a potato in the mail. You did um, do that. I did that. Yeah, and I was so How happy. Come I didn't get a potato. Uh, Flynn, I won the fantasy football league. Flynn Flynn randomly um, after his son was born um, received a, a rattle in the mail. Um, with with no name on it, it was anonymous at the time, um, and it was a, a, a rattle that was formed to look like Thor's hammer, um, yes, and it had his son's name on it. That was a great gift that came it completely was. spontaneous, yes. right? I love those kinds of gifts, but the the gifts of obligation just ruin the entire experience for me. I just I just don't think we should have to do it. I, I can't stand christmas gift giving all the time either and i do like seeing like getting something nice for my girlfriend i love seeing her face and my family yeah. i love i love that um my mom would always send us with christmas cookies to give to random people like mailman all that kind of stuff and we always gave it to our crossing guard i walked to school every day she always led us across the street she was a very nice lady we always gave her christmas cookies and they're very christmasy and every single year she would say I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I don't celebrate Christmas, but thank you for these cookies. And every year, my mom made us give her cookies. <laughs> like she's gonna get us across the street. Did no she ever what. give and you? A co- did she ever give you cookies? No, I never once on Jehovah's got a Witness. Day? Never once got a cookie from her. You gave me cookie, got it's, you cookie. She doesn't understand how this works. I, I don't. I don't send Christmas cards because I don't. Like I love seeing your family. It hangs on my fridge. Yeah. Then what? So I, I'm with Kevin 100. I don't give. Christmas gifts to anybody except for the people that I know I need to get Christmas gifts for. And even there's something there too for the Christmas cards, Kevin. I I completely agree with you. The Christmas the Christmas cards though the, those we we bought Christmas cards for the first time this year. Um, sent sent out family Christmas cards. And we have a list of probably 20, 30 people we sent it to. But we bought like 50 cards because we were like, okay, we're probably going to get Christmas cards from other people too. And we're going to have to send one to them back. And so we had extra ones to, and we had an obligation to send them to those people at that point. So we had to buy extra from the ones that we even wanted to send. So then we had to send it to other people we didn't necessarily want to send to originally. 
You heard it here first, folks. Obligatory <laughs> gift giving. Uh, no one's apparently a fan of it. Uh, I also will agree. Um, so my mom, hashtag shout out Gina, uh, has done uh, for years created like kind of whatever kooky gifts. This year it was s'mores kits. And I always, until this year, was like, why are you doing this? But then I realized because it's this simple gift that she'll just go and she writes a cute little poem with it, drops it off at random people's houses. It's amazing. Or, uh, well, not random people, but, like, <laughs> the, the people that Kevin has mentioned. Um, and, yeah, so I initially thought that that was a, a silly thing to do. However, now being an adult, I could not agree more that, uh, the obligatory gift giving uh, thing is is maybe a bit much sometimes. It is. Maybe it, it is. Just it is a bit much. Leads into our capitalist dick nature. I don't know. Yeah, we we need to be Going able to political. do better. But speaking of obligations, since the three of us got to go, I, I believe <gasps> we are obligated to give Pretty yes. a chance to talk about what's on his mind. So we'll, we'll give you a rundown, Pretty. We're gonna I'm gonna count to three, and then you're gonna go. You ready? One. Yeah, because you all cut me off the last two, couple that's times. Not how it Three. Yeah, you're counting up. Anyways, okay. All right, so I'm going to go before everyone exits kidding, the call. Oh. I have I have a huge rant to go on about air fryers. So currently, uh, my amazing fiance is, is working with our air fryer, and we've had nothing but issues with... Oh, everybody left the call. I'm well, still here. Oh, Flynn's I'm still li- here. I'm listening to your air fryer <laughs> story. Gosh, this is amazing. Well, listeners... What do you have to say? I... They're great until they break, and I think ours is just broken. So with that... It's brand new. I I know, but we think we broke it. (laughs) How did you break it? Long story. I'll tell you later. But uh, with that, uh, we thank you for listening to another episode, listeners, and um, go have a glass of bourbon, and hopefully you get a couple laughs, and maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe we won't. Depends on (laughs) if we're any good at this. I don't know. Cheers. Cheers. Flynn, anything you want to say since you're here? (laughs) What a a wonderful way to end. Yep. Well done. (laughs) Thanks. Bye.